Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. And we do welcome you back here. It is the third hour here on this Wednesday. We have a lot going on thanks to Keon and uh, David Smith for joining us momentarily. We're going to hear from uh, David Till in about half an hour. But uh, right now, as is always the case at this time, it is time for Bill Roth and the Roth Report. From the talk of the New River Valley WRAD. It's time for the Roth Report, presented by the University Club of Virginia Tech, Blacksburg's premier private club and event venue. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and current ESPN broadcaster Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. And good morning, Bill. How are you doing, my friend? I'm well. This is one of my favorite days, weeks, times of the year. Uh, And I'm, like you, so excited about the tournament and brackets. Yes. And both the both the guys and the ladies tournaments are, are going and um, it's madness. It's going to be so fun the next couple of weeks. It really is. And it has been so much fun just leading up to this premier event. And uh, with the way you look at it right now with Virginia Tech, let's, let's get right into their matchup against Texas. We had Mike Jones on yesterday. They feel really good about where they are, the momentum they have in this first game coming up on Friday. Well, first of all, I'm just so glad that Tech is in. And going back to last weekend, winning the ACC tournament, I was, as the horn sounded and I was watching the team in New York celebrate, I was thinking of people like Bill Foster and Bobby Hussey, who are coaches that recruited guys like David Jackson and Ace Custis to Virginia Tech's team, and both of those guys are on the bench, and and I was thinking about those two coaches that didn't get to the dance, and, and, and actually, you know, Tech came so close, particularly during the Seth Greenberg era, of not getting into the tournament. And we remember how it felt. In fact, this morning, Rick, I listened to Texas A&M didn't get in, right. as you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, Buzz Williams gave, I listened to it earlier this morning, a six-minute talk about how devastated his team was and how he's unsure how the committee gets picked and all the things, all those emotions that, that Virginia Tech players and coaches and fans felt when you just miss. And so, number one, just to, to win the ACC tournament and to be in is just amazing. Um you know, as for this game, it, it's a new tournament. <laughs> right, you know? right. So, um, you know, I will say this. I think that if Tech gets by Texas, they get a chance to make a nice run. You know, if you look at, at his career as a coach, not only at Virginia Tech, but previously, 
you know, Mike Young usually wins the tournament. They're a hard team to prepare for in one day. And that's why they, they've won six tournaments during his tenure. I, I think that the problem, the issue is, it, we're not in Brooklyn anymore. Now we're in Milwaukee against a team that presses and gets uh, on the average eight steals a game. And those are teams that gave Tech problems this year. So I, 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 I think that there is a lot of momentum, but it's a new tournament against a team that presses. And if you go back and, uh, and look at the issues that Tech had this year, it was against this kind of team. So uh, I think if the Hokies get back te- past Texas, they're going to have a great run. Well, but, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not so sure they go down there. I mean, if Couture comes out and gets his first six threes to drop, that's <laughs> right, a different story. Right. <laughs> okay, but I think you got to understand that. Uh, you know what I'm saying, right? This is a this is a new tournament in a new city against teams that uh, from the Big Twelve that won an awful lot of games. So, uh, but I do think it'll be a great tournament. Well, and I go back to what you said last week on this program. You said, hey, I asked you flat out, does Tech have to win the whole thing? And you said, yeah, I think so. And sure enough, the way they were seated, had they not cut down the nets on Saturday, they're likely playing in the NIT last night, right? I mean, the way it looked anyway. That's the way it looked. I mean, that's the way the committee ended up seating it. I mean, you never know. But, yeah, yeah. I, I think they probably had to win the thing. Yeah. And in a way, uh, I, I think that's one of the best sports moments in the history of Virginia Tech. Someone tweeted to me. I didn't respond, actually. I haven't had the time to really think about it just till now. But, like, was that the best moment ever? And and, and there was probably more significant moments, beating Texas in the Sugar Bowl or finishing off an undefeated season by beating Boston College in 99 or whatever the case happened to be. But, but the, the beating Duke in Coach K's last game with the tournament championship on the line, it's up there. That's one of the most amazing runs in, in, in history. It's Bill Roth and the Roth Report here this morning on BDST. And you mentioned um, the women, uh, Kenny Brooks and Liz. They were on the show last Friday, and they're so excited. I know he was kind of holding out hope maybe for a four seed, but I think he expected the five. But, my goodness, this isn't a, a very easy game for them against an FGCU team, but uh, only lost two games all year. Yeah, they've got they've got a tough draw. Florida Gulf Coast, and if the, if the Hokies win, then they got to play Maryland on their home court. Um you know, Elizabeth Kitley's one of the most amazing athletes we've ever had. At oh, my goodness, Tech. yeah. And one of the best in the ACC. I, you know, I, I, can I just say something about the, the student-athlete? Like, we have people like Emily Gray and Elizabeth Kitley and Justin Mutz, and, and people at Virginia Tech are, are getting these all-conference awards, and, and they're, they're studying really tough academic programs. And, uh, and they're doing well, and they're – when the scholar athletes in this league, when, when, when you have the scholar athlete in the league with Wake Forest and Duke and Virginia, all across the board and postgraduate scholarship winners, that says an awful lot about the kind of kid you're recruiting to tech. Okay, so let me just say congratulations to the coaches for recruiting really smart kids. Uh, Kitley's going to be a really tough matchup for Florida Gulf Coast. So I like the Hokies in their first game. Um, the second game goes back to what we talked about last week. I wish women's basketball as a sport was at the point where you could play games on neutral sites. Mm-hmm. And so that, as we talked about, Connecticut's going to play home games and Maryland's playing home games. Well, that's not a neutral site. Uh, they're going to try to make it neutral, right? Right. right. 
they're going to cover up the sign on the court. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's the fans that give you the home field advantage. And Maryland's going to have that on Sunday. So it's gonna, they're going to have to win a road game. And, and that, that's, that's one of my, I don't want to say pet peeves. I just wish the sport would, would be popular enough that Virginia Tech could play Maryland, say, at the Verizon Center. And enough people would go to make it worthwhile in D.C., you know what I'm saying? Yeah, to, sure. to have a neutral site. Right. But it's right. just not there. It's just not. And I understand that. You got, you got to, there's budgets involved in this stuff. So you play home games. Yeah, play which home games. It makes games. it unfair. Yeah. It makes it unfair to the the team on the other side that had a really good season, and now you've got to play UConn on their home court. No, it's a very valid point. I'm with you. It, it does take away from – I'm sorry, but it does. It takes away from the tournament. It does. Well, in the, in the first two rounds. The first two rounds, yeah, it does. But I think we all understand why. Right, right. right. If you, if, because it costs a lot of money. What, what, what did the ACC have to pay to rent the Barclays? Oh, my goodness gracious, yeah. <laughs> a million and a half a day? At least, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 not rest, it's not renting, you know, a catering, a custom catering. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're talking about massive arenas. And, <laughs> you know, that's why when you get a situation like we have in Salem, right, where the community supports the Stag Bowl, which it did for so long, and the Division Three tournament for so long, or a city like Omaha, which has supported college baseball in an amazing way, when you find a place like that, okay, don't ever leave. <laughs> yes, stay forever as long as you can, right. <laughs> if, if, if people will go to support that sport. and uh, but, but anyway, Kenny and Mike, the two basketball coaches at Tech, Kenny Brooks and Mike Young have done an amazing job this year of recruiting amazing student-athletes that are, that are getting recognized by our league, uh, for their academic work, and then they're going out there and winning games. It is Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We will step out. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We're going to have the SMA update coming up with Bill. Also, the Baker team game of the week. This will be an interesting choice. I think I'm, I know where he might go. And then the NRV Heart Clinic top three. All coming up with Bill Roth after this as we roll along on the Roth Report here on Big Dog Sports Talk. and alums. Have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's universityclubofvt.com. This is Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster Realtors. Mockingbird Cafe and Bakery, located in historic downtown Christiansburg, across from the Communication Center. Breakfast and lunch, dessert, and all made from scratch. Eat in or take out, Tuesdays through Saturdays from 8 until 2. Many items are gluten-free and plant-based options. Please remember Mockingbird Cafe and Bakery, downtown Christiansburg. Louise, Marshall, and Rhonda, the Louise Baker team, remind you to shop local. 
First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg and has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. From the classroom to the studio to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech Sports Media and Analytics program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine, Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. And we are back with Bill Roth, the Roth Report here on BDST. What is happening with the SMA? I know the kids had a great experience at the ACC tournament. We had 12 kids in New York last week. They took their spring break to Brooklyn, and they were amazing. The uh, maturity, the professionalism, the things they got to do, they were great content creators, and they did an amazing job. They broadcast every game. They did every press conference. Jim Beheim yelled at one of my students. I said, congratulations, <laughs> join the club. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, the things that, that you, you can't, and I've mentioned this a zillion times, you can't duplicate that in a classroom. And so we turned the Barclays Center into a classroom for a week, and the league was great. It gave us the access and the space, credentialing our kids and letting them in there. And they, uh, it was great. The confidence that they have professionally now to do this uh, is night and day from 10 days ago, Rick. The, 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 the want-to that they have, and I told them, I said, it's one thing to cover a game and do something at Castle or at Lane Stadium or Greensboro even, but to do it in New York – and the things that are associated with getting to New York and taking the train and getting in and out, handling the mass media, the, the, the 180 people at a press conference, all those things that are unique to that city, they have such great confidence now. And I just saw them walking around. It wasn't like they were sitting in the corner, you know, on their laptops or phones. They were getting on the court and going to the press conferences and going up to assistant coaches and talking. And it was great. So I was really excited for that. We don't get the schools back in session, so we were only sending two of our students to Milwaukee for the uh, men's tournament uh, this week. Can't, can't miss another week of class. Uh, but today, on our analytics side, we'll be every year we project the NCAA field, uh, the NCAA tournament. And so they have to study all the analytics. They have all the team sheets in that class, and they have to – you don't look at the team name, you look at the numbers and try to project who will make the Final Four based on the data, not based on who's hot. And so that will be released. We'll release that later this afternoon. This is one of the fun projects of the year. Uh, it's never four number one seeds that get – when you look at the numbers, no. it's – you know, the, you take the team away and just look at numbers, right. you get different results. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I think this year you're going to need all sorts of – it might just best just to do it once, look at it, and go, this could be the toughest field in a long, long time, maybe ever. My goodness, it's it's hard. It's hard. They, uh, we spent an hour and 40 minutes of doing this Monday, and we're going to get back. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I have the data. The kids haven't seen their, their cumulative data, and we'll go through it again today because there's, there's some really close things, and, and a couple of kids weren't – not that they didn't do it right. I think they were unsure. So we're going to have to tweak a couple of things today. But this afternoon, the official Virginia Tech students' projection for the Final Four, 
based 100% on data analytics will be released. All right. It is not based it is not based on who's hot, who's got the best player, who has the best tradition. It's solely based on data. Take the logo away and look at numbers, and that's what we're doing. Cool. That sounds like a lot of fun, man. All right, speaking of fun, um, I guess it wasn't as hard as you may think to get the Baker team game of the week. I like both choices, by the way, that you have here. Well, first of all, there's going to be some great games. Like, like you're, so, there's somebody like a million, two million brackets will be busted by the first sure, game Sure, absolutely. Right? So we know, we know right now there's going to be a 14 going to be the three, right? Like, you know it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you just don't know where that stunning upset's coming. I you know, on paper, the Virginia Tech-Texas game is one of the great games. All the 11 versus 6 games look really good. They do. They really do. But but I just really, I really want to see if Virginia Tech gets by Texas, look out. Look out. That's, that's why I think this is so huge. The game I really want to see if it happens, if it happens for a lot of reasons, would be in the second round. And that will be Kentucky versus Murray State. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of reasons for this. Number one, Murray State's what thirty-one and two. Yeah, and they're 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 a really nice team, but they they live in the shadow of the Cats. And in fact, Murray State, which has an amazing fan base, those fans for the most part are also Kentucky fans. Mm-hmm. The reason they never play. So here you have this amazingly successful program that turns out really good players. I mean, John Morant's in the NBA, Murray State, right? They, this team's winning 25 to 32 games every year. Uh, if they get a shot to play Kentucky in the NCAA tournament, it's going to be really captivating for the state. I'm sorry, the Commonwealth of Kentucky in that second round game. Oh, it will be. And they did that twice in this tournament because uh, Duke will not play Davidson. And there you go. That could happen if Davidson can get by Tom Izzo. So that could be a lot of fun, too, in round two if those two match up. So, yeah, there's always there's always some fun intrigue. I'm just so glad that, that, that for the men and, you know, for the kids that are in my class are in this tournament because I go, I want everyone, if you can today, just go find it online. Go back and listen to Buzz Williams today. And what, what he has to, how to explain to his kids and constituents and fans and significant others and family members of his team not getting in. This is such a great American unique to our country, right? National collegiate tournament tournaments. And I'm just so excited. Blow off school. If you're in college, yes, high school, absolutely. Don't go to work. Absolutely. Thursday and Friday, just watch it. Holidays, man. <laughs> these two days and opening day in baseball. Those, right. Those are right. They should be the sports holidays. Absolutely. All right, time now, time now to look at uh, Bill's NRV Heart Clinic Top 3. Three, two, one. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top 3, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford. Yeah, we've got the tournament and also NFL free agency rocking and rolling right now. Yeah, as, as happy as, as the Hokies are for winning the ACC tournament, and as happy as Mike Young is for his team and those players, the happiest Hokie today <laughs> is going to be Tyrod Taylor absolutely who's about to sign an amazing 17 million dollar deal with the New York Giants mm-hmm. so that is going to bump Tyrod up to third 
all time in career earnings for a Virginia Tech football player. Oh, very cool. So, who are the three wealthiest football Hokies ever? This so we're not a, talking about who was the best. Yeah, this right? is great. This is great because my guess would have already because, been eliminated. Right, right. Because, you know, like like Carol Dale and Antonio Freeman and Bruce Smith, they didn't make <laughs> half this. Right. They didn't make, Carol Dale didn't make a tenth of this, right, in his career, what Tyrod's going to make next year, right? So um, the three wealthiest football Hokies. Tyrod moves into third place. This will move his career earnings up to $59.7, $59 million. Number two all-time earnings – this is at, this is current. Looking ahead to next year, Kyle Fuller is currently number two at sixty one point six million dollars career earnings for Kyle, and the wealthiest Hokie ever, Dwayne Brown. It pays to be an offensive lineman, Rick. No, no question, especially a tackle. Dwayne Brown, eighty two point seven million dollars. That's what he's made. Already, so and people, who, who, did, who did you think would be in that top three? Uh, well, I would have I would have put Michael Vick, but then I started thinking about it. You know, he missed some time. Plus, when he came out, we didn't see these kind of quarterback deals that the rookies are getting nowadays. Right? It's crazy. Correct. Yeah. 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 yeah that's 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 one of the great trivia questions, it and it's really not unique is. to Virginia Tech. You go back and look at the wealthiest players from a lot of different schools. It's always the offensive tackle. It is. That, that, it is. That has signed that third contract. There it's just a hard position. You got a great tackle and you know Dwayne's been in the league for a long time. You have got to stay well number one you've got to be good and you got to stay healthy. And I remember so vividly Rick that Dwayne was a tight end when he came to Virginia. That's Tech. exactly right. Yeah. And he didn't want to move the tackle. And, and they said Dwayne, you're a solid tight end but you'd be a great tackle. He says, <laughs> "No, I want to catch passes. Yeah, I want to yeah. And he said, "No, Dwayne, you don't understand. The the you are a solid tight end, but you can be an elite tackle." They had to convince him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I think Steinspring was coaching the Brian Steinspring was coaching the offensive line at that point. I think they agreed to. They, they had some tackle eligible plays on the goal. Line. They did actually throw him a touchdown. <laughs> right. right. Um, but for Dwayne Brown, eighty two million dollars, eighty three million dollars later. Uh, and I know him. I know he's invested well. His, his um, yeah, his wealth is. I mean, inconceivable to me to have that type of money and still be, you know, thirty. I know it's crazy. <laughs> Thirty-one years. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, congratulations to Tyrod. Just so happy for him and uh, and for the Giants. They, the Giants need something good to happen. They do. Right. They do. He'll mentor. All right, so who's your pick? Who you picking? I haven't made my pick yet. I want to. I know. I'm waiting. I'm not procrastinating, but I'm waiting. I want to watch like tonight. For instance, I'm very intrigued by this Rutgers Notre Dame game. You know, but I really like Arizona. I really like Arizona as the best team in this tournament. So we'll see how far I take them. <laughs> I, I I think Arizona and Gonzaga are the teams that everyone's going with. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, is this the year that? A really good team that is, we know is good pops up and wins it. That could happen, right? Right. I'm I, I'm leaning towards Gonzaga too, but I'm like, is this the year that like Tennessee gets it? Mm-hmm. Could happen. Yeah. 
Can't wait to watch it unfold, man. I know you can't either. Hey, man, I appreciate your time. Great stuff as always. See you, Rick. All right, brother. There you go. That's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We'll take a break. Come back. David Teal scheduled to join us. Hall of Famer from the Richmond Times-Dispatch as we roll along here on the Wednesday edition. 